I watched in awe as the VA hospital in Minneapolis, Minnesota was imploded. It was a surreal experience, like a magic trick. One minute the building was there, and the next it was gone. Now this was 1994, well before demolition of old buildings became the norm. The vast uh, quantities of issues with the VA hospital had been a sore spot for employees and patients. Ultimately, it was determined that the existing hospital would be replaced with a brand new building. And in 1994, that was a huge event. And like us, many people went to the area to watch as the building was destroyed. The spectator area was quite a distance from the hospital, so we were safe, though we had a really good view of the building. Now, I'm not entirely sure what I expected, but I was stunned by what I saw. As we watched, this building appeared to just suck in on itself and then was gone. The power to make an entire building disappear all at once was breathtaking. The initial silence from the observers was followed by gasps and then applause. And we all stood there staring at a space which just moments ago contained a building. Then in what felt like a delayed reaction, we saw something floating up from that empty space. At first we thought it was a fire and, and this was smoke. That seemed to make sense that the building would now be on fire. Then it slowly dawned on us. This enormous cloud was not smoke, but a cloud of dust, and it was headed straight for us. <laughs> Everyone quickly turned and hightailed it out of there. And as we rode away on our bikes, we couldn't help but look over our shoulders, just like in the movies, to see if we would escape. We did. This experience has stuck with me all these years, and periodically I think, now that's a job I'd enjoy, blowing things up. <laughs> Not buildings, though. I really cherish old, drafty, falling down buildings. They have charm, history, maybe ghosts. The world we live in seems to have a conflicted relationship with destruction. On the one hand, so many of our goods are made to be disposable. Throw it out, dispose of it, destroy it in some way, and get a new one. At the same time, when it comes to systems, we seem to hold on with all of our might to keeping things the way they are. Of course, there are uh, many exceptions, people who conserve and preserve and those who seek to dismantle unjust and inequitable systems. What I mean is that <clears throat> there seems to be, it seems to be much easier to toss out things while the work of dismantling systems, particularly systems of oppression, take enormous amounts of effort and resources. And there are many people 
invested in maintaining the status quo rather than dismantling it. My dream of becoming a demolitions expert is likely more prominent when I'm feeling powerless over something. It feels liberating to me to imagine just demolishing the thing and replacing it. Destruction and preservation, however, aren't either or events. Instead, they're both and events. There are things that we need to preserve, certainly, and there are things that must be destroyed. For me, one example of something to be destroyed is the criminal legal system. We continue to uncover issues with the system and then seek ways to remedy the injustices and inequities. One piece of that system is the sentencing. Tennesseans for Alternatives to the Death Penalty focuses on eliminating the death penalty as a sentencing option. Much of their work is to illustrate the problems inherent in the costly and inequitable sentencing option. Ending the death penalty is important and valuable, which is why I engage with this work. However, this is only one small piece of a very large and very broken system, one I believe is beyond repaired and needs to be abolished. Abolishing the old and replacing with an entirely new, just, equitable, compassionate, and supportive system. The word destruction can sound like a judgment or a, a negative term, meaning that destruction is bad while construction is good. <clears throat> I'd like to challenge that notion. Destruction is a natural part of the life cycle. Consider that we are all really pre-programmed for destruction. While death is the end of our human life, it is also the beginning of something else. The human body is 60% water, which upon death is returned to the Earth's water cycle. Water, a most necessary and precious element to life. The Earth came into being out of destruction, an explosion causing many fragments to float apart, one of which we now inhabit. Another fragment we observe daily in its destruction phase, the natural destruction the fire of the sun is essential to not only our lives, but every other living thing. We tend to think only of construction as life-giving, yet destruction is also life-giving. Take trees. I recently learned that long ago, trees didn't decompose. Each tree that died would fall, and the next would fall on top of it, and so on. Over time, the trees formed peat bogs, and the compression of so many trees over so many years eventually turned into coal. That destruction process of falling, of falling trees formed something new. Later, another life 
form came into existence, which ushered in the process of decomposition. And now, rather than continuing to build up piles of trees, they now decompose so that they are returning nutrients to the ground and are absorbed into the earth. The tree then provides nourishment for other life. The universe is such a fascinating illustration of the deep interrelationship between, between creation and destruction, which obscures our identification of one from the other. Of the impermanence of all, everything is always in process, is changing, though it may take millennia to see it. Of the cyclical process of the natural, natural world moving from life to death over and over and over. Of the limitations of our perspective of what we as human beings can know and observe. Have you ever been baffled by what you said to someone or what, something you did? <laughs> I have. There have been times where my own behavior has been puzzling to me. Why would I do that? To me, this is a reminder to live in the present moment, letting go of attachment to the past and to the future. My responsibility is to the present, as I cannot change the past, nor can I predict what will happen in the future. And I do not know what the ultimate outcome of any event will be. I'm responsible for taking right action in the moment and then to let the outcomes happen. Many times it is quite difficult to tell whether something is being created or destroyed. And they both naturally occur together. Our planet was created at the time of destruction of something else. Are we currently in the process of destruction of the Earth? It seems likely. And likely that destruction is also constructive and creative. Something new will form out of this process. There are right actions for each of us to take in every moment actions which support ourselves, other, others, and the planet. Yet we do not have control over whether the Earth is preparing for destruction. Similarly, we do not have control over our own destruction. It will happen. We will, each of us, die. No matter what. Nothing is permanent. What a relief. Everything passes along. In the book, Dancing with Life, Buddhist Insights for Finding Meaning and Joy in the Face of Suffering, Philip Moffat repeatedly reminds the reader, everything that arises disappears. I'm reminded of the many flower beds around our house, which was one of the attractions when we found it. Now, we have no idea what, flower, what any of the flowers are in any of the gardens. Weekly, something new bloomed while something else died, 
and the ivy was busy the whole time trying to choke everything out. <laughs> the gardens were severely overgrown. The previous owner had spent many hours every day tending the gardens. But three years prior, she had fallen ill and was unable to attend them. So when we bought the house, I felt completely overwhelmed. I didn't have the time she did for tending the gardens, nor did I know anything about flower gardening. So I finally obtained a consultation from a professional who came up with some great plans for each of the areas. And then he stood at the largest, most overgrown, and noted what a mess it was. His recommendation was destruction, advising us to simply mow it over and start fresh. After he said that, I felt my entire body relax. I'd realized that I needed permission to destroy the existing to make space for my own desire. Perhaps you need permission to let go of something, to destroy something that is no longer serving you. I'd like to invite us into a time of contemplative reflection. We'll take a guided imagery journey together. You each received a piece of paper on your um, chair and we have writing and drawing implements for, for your use. Jill will um, give them out if you wanna, um, if, if the story about your crayon has caused you to reconsider the color. <laughs> Yay! Now these will be um, for your use only and for your eyes only. We're not gonna sh share them, you're not gonna be asked to share it, so you can um, use it as you, as you will. So as we get settled in, take a moment to become centered. Maybe take a few slow, deep breaths. Close your eyes for a moment. Relax. And now bring fully into your awareness something in your life that you would like to let go, something you'd like to destroy. It could be a material object, a piece of unflattering clothing, the ugly tile in the bathroom, a garden. It could be a concept, idea, or belief, like the belief that you must be perfect or to do everything perfectly. So we'll share just a little bit of silence together and you can, um, as we reflect on what it is in your life that would benefit from destruction. Use your paper and implement to write, draw, make origami, or to just sit quietly in reflection.
Is there someone or something you need permission from as you prepare to let go of that object, behavior, or belief? That permission may be symbolic or actual. You may really need permission to destroy something. For the purposes of our practices this morning, though, let's assume permission has already been granted you. Now that you have identified the thing and from whom you need permission, it is now time to let it go, to destroy it. And we'll do that in this imagery journey. Take a moment and close your eyes if you feel comfortable. Imagine yourself somewhere that you feel safe, peaceful, and at ease. Imagine in that space that there is a beautiful fire waiting for you to enjoy. What kind of fire awaits you? A crackling fire warming you as you sit beside a great fireplace? An enormous bonfire in the middle of the field, flames reaching the heavens. A small campfire at your favorite campground. Candles of various sizes covering an entire table. Enjoy your fire. As you observe your fire, notice what the flames look like, how their dance affects what you see, the shadows, the light. Notice the sound emanating from the fire as the flames move. Notice the smells from your fire Notice how the heat of the flames feel upon your skin. I invite you now to symbolically hold in your hand that which you want to destroy or let go. And then, when you feel ready, in your mind's eye, place that thing into the fire. Watch as the fire consumes it. Know that your gift feeds this fire. Notice how the fire changes. No longer the thing you put into it, it has become the fire. Soon, it will become ash and may then nourish the soil and continue its process in becoming something else.
As you feel ready, thank your fire and say goodbye. Douse it with water and make sure it's completely out. As you begin to open your eyes, coming fully back into the present moment, into this room. Take a moment to reflect on how you feel about this destruction, about the impermanence of the cyclical nature of the process. Was there a moment for you where destruction and construction were merged, were one? Although destruction and construction and creation are always co-occurring, making way for destruction in our own lives isn't simple, straightforward, or easy. Each of us comes to a space of letting go in our own time. Sometimes it is quick, like my gardens. Other times it is much slower and longer process of letting go of self-defeating beliefs. Rituals such as the one we just shared can be helpful in easing into a space of welcoming the destruction that is everywhere present. Thank you so much for sharing your time this morning with me. Amen.